சாப்டர் தேர்ட்டி த சித்திர மண்டபம் சின்ன பழவேட்டரியர் மேட் ஷோர் டு ட்ராக் வந்தியத்தேவன் அலாங் வித் ஹிம் வென் ஹி லெஃப்ட் ஃபார் தி ஆஸ்தான மண்டபம் த யங் மேன்ஸ் பிரெத்லெஸ் எக்ஸ்பிளனேஷன் அபவுட் டேஞ்சர் ஹேட் நாட் ரியலி சாட்டிஸ்ஃபைட் ஹிம் ஹேட் இட் பர்ஹாப்ஸ் பீன் அ மிஸ்டேக் ஹி ஒண்டர்ட் டு சென்ட் த பாய் ஆஃப் ஃபார் அ ப்ரைவேட் ஆடியன்ஸ் வித் தி எம்பரர் பட் வாட் சாய்ஸ் ஹேட் ஹி ஹேட் As Aditya Karigalan's man, he deserved every ounce of suspicion thrust upon him. But as someone who carried his brother's message, it was impossible to doubt him. Ah, but could anyone presume to dictate caution to his elder brother, who knew everything there was to know about such things? And yet, the commander thought back to the moment he had strode into the Chakravarti's audience chamber and seen the boy hesitate in front of the emperor, looking rather nervous, his eyes almost falling out of his head. Abhayam! Abhayam! His voice seemed to ring out quite clearly. If he had indeed been talking about Abhayam, surely he could not have heard Abhayam in its place. In any case, it would be better to keep the youngster with him for a few days and make inquiries to his brother. A warrior such as this one would do very well for his personal entourage to tell the truth. He would be of great use. And why not procure a part of his lost ancestral lands as well, while he was at it? Lads like these, once they were the recipients of such magnificent gestures, prostrated themselves at your feet for eternity. And if, by some chance, he was confirmed as the enemy, then steps could be taken to address such an eventuality as well. Whatever the outcome, I would do well to wait until my brother returns, he mused. And then, we shall see. The moment they reached the Astana Mandabam, Vandyatevan began to look about him eagerly. He stared hard at the ground where he had handed over the olay to the commander, wondering if perhaps there was another equally important palm leaf somewhere. And if it was gone, then the world possessed no greater fool than him. Lost forever would be the opportunity to meet Chora dynasty's most beautiful, world-renowned princess. And he would have failed in carrying out one half of Aditya Karigalar's commission. Chinna Paduvetariyar glanced around and narrowed on one of the men standing guard. You, escort this young man to our palace. Find room for him in our guest quarters and make sure his every need is met. And stay there until I return. The moment Vandyatevan departed with his escort, another soldier approached the commander, deference limning every pore of his body, and handed a palm leaf. This olay was found on the floor, on the way to the emperor's audience chamber, he murmured. Perhaps it fell from the waist of the young man who just left. The commander took it eagerly, opened the olay, and ran his eyes through the contents. His brows rose in a threatening frown to almost half his forehead, and a terrifying expression flitted across his rather harsh countenance. Ah, an olay to the Ilai Pirati from her devoted brother, Aditya Karigalan. Hadn't you asked me for a reliable person to carry out certain tasks on your personal account? A warrior who wouldn't flinch at performing the tireless duty? I'm sending such a one. You may entrust any mission to him without compunction, for his loyalty and courage are beyond question. Handwritten by the crown prince himself too. There is a mystery afoot. I wonder if my brother knows anything about all of this. I must exercise the greatest caution over this young man, mumbled the commander to himself. He called out for the man who had scrounged about for the Ola in the first place and murmured a few instructions in his ear, after which the soldier departed at once. 
వందేవన్ వాజ్ షోన్ ఎవ్రీ ఆనర్ అండ్ లగ్జరీ వర్దీ ఆఫ్ అ హైలీ ఎమినెంట్ గెస్ట్ ఇన్ చిన్న పడవే టెరియర్స్ ప్యాలెస్ వెర్ యూ వాజ్ గివెన్ అ బాత్ అండ్ న్యూ క్లోత్స్ ఆల్ ఇస్ లైఫ్ హియర్ ఎంటర్టైన్డ్ అ ప్యాషన్ ఫర్ డ్రెస్సింగ్ వెల్ అండ్ ఆర్ యంగ్ మ్యాన్ మేడ్ షోర్ టు ఎంజాయ్ ద రిచ్నెస్ హీ వాజ్ సరౌండెడ్ ఇన్ స్వేద్ ఇన్ ద లేటెస్ట్ ఫ్యాషన్ హీ వాజ్ నెక్స్ట్ ఆఫర్డ్ ద ప్రొవర్బియల్ అరుసువై ఉండి a six flavored feast fit for a king yet another opportunity the famished young man made excellent use of even forgetting for the moment his worry over the missing olay chinna paduve terriers men escorted him to the palace's private art gallery the chitra mandapam when he was finally done do take a look at these paintings that adorn these walls until the commander returns said his guards while three of them retired to the front of the mandapam and sprawled on the floor with abandon trading gossip and playing their favorite dice game sokkatan tanjaypuri also famed as the chora's brand new capital city had also gained renown far and wide in those days as the center for arts and sculpture just as diruvayar had gained a staunch reputation for classical music and dance the chitra mandapam in chinna paduvetariya's palace in particular was of some note Vandya Tevan entered it now and gazed in stupefaction at the great many beautiful paintings that decorated the walls losing himself in the brilliant colors and their execution such was his admiration for them that he forgot himself and even the important mission he was engaged in in particular he was fascinated by the series of pictures that illustrated the history of ancient chola kings and various important events in their personal lives Many of the paintings in the mandapam were of the Chola dynasty's famed rulers in the last century and these were also the ones to which he was most attracted. We would like at this juncture to gently prod our readers memory with the prissy of the 100 or so odd years of Chola history as its illustrious kings ruled from Palayarai and Tanjai. Such knowledge would prove extremely useful in understanding and appreciating the rest of this story. We have mentioned prior to this Vijayalaya Chodar who had sported 96 cars as the greatest of ornaments on his noble battle-worn body. Chora monarchs took the royal titles Parakesari and Rajakesari by turns. Once Parakesari Vijayalaya Chodar's reign had come to an end, his son and heir Rajakesari Aditya Chodar came to the throne and proved a worthy successor to his illustrious father. One of his first accomplishments was to join the Pallavas, defeat the Pandyas and regain the Choras a good deal of their lost footing in the political landscape. Next, he declared war on the Pallava king. Tondai Mandalam soon became a vassal of the valiant Aditya Chodar as he fought a decisive battle leaping upon the hapless Aparajitha Vanman who came to battle on his richly decorated royal elephant and sent him to his death. Konganadu was swift to enter his territories as well. Aditya Chodar proved to be a great devotee of Shiva Perumal. To him goes the credit of having established a great many Shiva temples all along the course of the sacred river Kaveri as she sprung from her source in the Sakhya hills until she tumbled into the oceans. Parakesari Parandagar followed Aditya Chodar to the throne and ruled for 46 long years. Next to the glorious rule of Emperor Karigala Peruvalatan, who bested the north and planted the tiger flag atop the Himalayas, he was easily the greatest to follow in his footsteps. After all, did not various glorious titles such as Veera Narayanan, Pandita Vatsalan, Kunjara Mallan and Sura Sigamani attest to it. In addition, he bore the magnificent name of Madurayum Iramum Kondavan, he who conquered Madurai and Iram. 
Even during his time, the Chola Empire had stretched from Kanyakumari in the south to River Krishna in the north. The tiger flag fluttered with glorious abandon in Eram too for a while. To this emperor must be attributed all the praise due to one who had sheathed the Tillai Sitrambalam temple in pure gold. Towards the end of his rule, though, the empire met some of its gravest dangers. The Rashtrakuta kings who had acquired some notoriety in the north gained steadily in strength and made inroads into Chola territories. What was more worrisome was that they had begun to taste some success in their endeavors. Parandagar the first had three sons. The first, Rajaditya, was a warrior among warriors who spent a great deal of his time in Tirumanaipadi on the northern front in daily anticipation of an invasion. It was he who brought the magnificent Veeranarayana Lake into existence in honor of his father. At Takkolam, near today's Arakonam, was fought a bloody battle as the Chola and Rashtrakuta armies clashed furiously. It was here that Rajaditya demonstrated his incredible valor in the battlefield, destroyed his enemies in one fell swoop and embraced a warrior's death. Having given up his life as he fought atop a war elephant like the Pallava king Aparajitavarman, he was graced in the inscriptions and copper plates that followed with the title Yanai Mel Tunjiya Tevar, he who embraced death on an elephant. By rights, had Rajaditya survived the war, it would have been he who eventually succeeded Parandaga Chakravarti on the Chola throne. His descendants would have followed him as heirs to the empire as per the dictates of justice. That, however, was not to be. Prince Rajaditya had died and died without issue to complicate matters, which meant that his younger brother Kandaraditya acceded to his father's request and ascended the throne. Like his father and grandfather before him, he was filled with the fervor of devotion to God and a deep, unflagging love for Tamil as well. Unlike them, however, he lacked the desire and passion to rule, much preferring to spend a majority of his time in worship of both deity and Tamil. So well did he immerse himself in such pursuits that he composed hymns in praise of Siva Pirman, much in the manner of those staunch Siva devotees, the Nayanmars. Known collectively as the Tiruvisaipa, here is a song that marks the last of it and which he has sung referring to himself. Siran malg tillai sembon, ambalattadi tannai, karar solai koli vendan, tanjayar kon kalanda, aravin surkandar adittan, aruntamil malai vallar, pera ulagil permuyodum, perin bamidu vare. Vijayalaya's successors might have ruled from Tanjay and Padayare, but none had forgotten their antecedents or that they hailed originally from the city that had once been their capital, Urayur. The city sported another title, Kori, which explained why they took pride in referring to themselves as Kori Vendar or Kings of Kori. Kandaraditar might have ascended the throne and ruled in name, but there was no doubt that it was his younger brother, Arinjayar, who took the reins of the Chola Empire in his capable hands and administered in full. The prince had accompanied Rajaditya while he camped with his army in Tirunavalur and other such bases. He had been a part of the ferocious campaign against the Rashtrakutas and managed to convert what had seemed certain defeat into victory for the Cholas in Takkolam. Not to mention the fact that he made sure the Rashtrakutas did not venture further south past the river Tenpennai. All these were the factors that contributed to Rajakesari Kandaraditar 
making a very important political decision. He declared his younger brother crown prince, along with the caveat that the latter would succeed his brother on the Chora throne when the former's rule came to an end. Yet another reason did exist for his conclusion. Kandaraditar had been married earlier, but his wife had passed away long before he was crowned emperor. The thought of remarriage had never entered his heart for many years after. Brother Arinjayar, however, had a son who excelled in not just learning the martial arts, but beauty as well. In addition to being named after his grandfather Parandagar, he enjoyed the title Sundaran, one that had been granted lovingly by the people themselves. It seemed only natural to Kandaraditya that such an excellent young man should succeed Arinjayar after his time. He resolved that such would be the case, ensured the royal court officials such as the Samantakanam, those associated with the armed forces such as Dandanayakas and various representatives of the public were made aware of and assented to this decision. Accordingly, once the required formalities were fulfilled, he made it known to his subjects as well. And yet, fate played its hand. Once these momentous events had happened, a rather strange event occurred in Kandaraditya's life. He chanced to meet, at this late date, the young princess of the Madhavarayar clan. Her beauty, grace, virtue and deep devotion to Sivapirman impressed him and despite his rather advanced years, he married her. A son was born to them in due course and the happy couple named him Madhurandagan showering him with love and affection. Neither emperor nor his consort, however, had any mind to change arrangements already made with regard to the Chora succession. Both were immersed in devotion to Sivapirman and had no desire for a life of pleasure. They wished to raise their son the same way. Firm in the belief that ascension to the magnificent Sivapirman's eternal celestial empire was of far more merit than to puny earthly kingdoms, they strove to ensure that Madhurandagan was deserving of a place in a heavenly abode rather than on a hollow throne ruling a small part of the earth. Kandaraditya thus took great pains to assure those around him once more that the Chora Samrajyam would pass on to Arinjaya and his son after his time and to no one else. Thus it was that the Chora throne bypassed Rajaditya who was supposed to have ascended it. Kandaraditya, who did ascend but had no great desire to rule onto Arinjayar and his descendants who it seemed were destined to inherit an empire. Parakesari Arinjayar, however, did not rule the country for an extended period of time. Not long after Kandaraditya ascended to Siva's celestial abode of Kailasam, his younger brother followed his footsteps to heaven. In accordance with their wishes, the lords, officials and people of Chodanada decided unanimously to crown Arinjaya's son as the emperor and so it was done. Raja Kesari Sundara Chodar duly ascended the throne and appeared properly cognizant of the great honour and good fortune granted to him. He ruled well with a firm and just hand ensured that the lost territories of Tondai Mandalam and Pandinadu were annexed and a part of Choda dominions once again and drove away the Rashtrakuta forces from the shores of the Tenpennai once and for all. His sons, Aditya Karigalar and Arulmodi, were phenomenal warriors in their own right and seemed poised to overtake their own father when it came to goodwill and popularity. They were swift to assist their father however necessary went to wars, took initiative and fought battles at the forefront at a very young age. And Jayalakshmi, goddess of victory, 
stood by the choras, granting success at every single step.